Welcome aboard! We will be your guides during this magical journey into the movies. It's the perfect job for us because we love the movies. It's showtime! Ready when you are, CB! Action! Welcome to a very special bonus episode of Monorail Radio. I'm Sean. And I'm Jackie. And we are happy to finally announce this. We've been kind of teasing it for a little while, but we can finally make the formal announcement. Monorail Radio is moving to Florida. Officially. We can finally say it without jinxing anything. I know. That, it was... This is why, like, we, we wanted to mention it for so long, but we were afraid that we were going to put the Maloik on it. So it was just better off waiting until we knew it was done. Funnily enough, we teased it by saying that we were going to become APs. And that's the last thing that's happening. Yeah, how crazy is that? That th You're right. Literally, the last thing that's going to happen is us becoming APs. But that's a part of a, of a whole conversation that we're going to have today. Um... Yeah, so we've got the move coming up in about a week or two. Um, yes, so forgive us if we may have to skip an episode because we are going to be packing the studio up shortly. We're trying to get ahead as best we can, but there is a lot going on. And that also explains, I, I would think our most loyal listeners would have figured it out by now because our episodes have been pretty sporadic. Yeah, and, and, and it's not due to lack of trying, but for anybody that has pulled off a move of any kind, even if you're staying within your town, you know what a time suck it is and, and what commitment it takes. So imagine going from Long Island to Florida. It's an 1,100-mile move. It's taking a lot of time. But I'm glad to say I don't think we've missed a week, though. I think we've still gotten an episode out a week which I'm excited about. We have, but we are going to get back to the Tuesday thing. We promise. It'll yeah. be more consistent. Yeah, just we're asking ahead of time, just have a little bit of patience for us, uh, or with us, I should say. Um, all right, I do want to talk about the move, though, um, because we are doing something that is a little outside the box when you think about people that really love Disney. And you think about where people go. Most of the time, when people are moving to Florida that love Disney, they want to get as close to the magic as possible. They want to, you know, they want to hear the fireworks. They want to hear the train whistle. And believe me, there is a part of me that wishes that I had that. But at the same time, I think because of how we've been raised and where we've been raised, we finally about after discussing it we found an area that kind of checks all of our boxes you make it sound so nice when you put it on those terms my words to you were if you're getting me off this island i will not be more than 15 minutes from a beach because that's how we've grown up well yeah right i mean that's it for us we have gone to the beach every week basically from birth in the summertime it's it's one of the nice amenities uh, you know when you think about living here on the island is 15 to 20 minutes in any direction really you're going to hit a beach and that was something that we really were not willing to compromise on no me especially I admittedly dug my heels in and as much as I love the Orlando area and as much as I love Disney I would honestly feel landlocked in the middle of Florida like that and I think you know, that's something that's important to consider if 
you are thinking about making a move like this. Right. And I mean, don't get me wrong. We spent time in central Florida around the Orlando area. And there were a couple of times where we did have the conversation like, are we really making the right decision by going to the coast? But ultimately, other than we love the house that we bought, um, after weighing all of the options, I love Disney and I love having it at a magical arm's length away. Right. We don't want the parks to lose their luster. We want to still feel like we are immersed in that Disney bubble, like we are on vacation. We still want to do full days at the parks. We don't just want to be bopping in and out. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but we still want it to be an experience. And as enticing as it is to think about you know, what happens when our friends reach out and they're like, oh, do you just want to go to dinner at Disney Springs? And to be in and out really quick like that, ultimately, that didn't win out over being five minutes from the beach. Because to pack a bag and go stay overnight in Disney is nothing. I don't want to pack up my beach gear and have to schlep that to the coast if we want to go over the weekend. Plus, when you weigh out things like the traffic in Orlando, which is nothing compared to what we deal with in New York. Yeah. I mean, Manhattan, Brooklyn, Queens is a beast in and of itself. But even further out east like we are, traffic is still really bad. And if we're going to make a life change like this, that is also something that has to change. Yes. And the cost of living is going up there, too. Right. So, you know, part of this is that okay, yes, we want to be in warmer weather. Okay, yes, we want to be with our families. But the affordability is a big perk here. And Orlando, in the pandemic, it was a huge destination for people to escape the cold. And and in our case, you know, an expensive cost of living. Right. So that's why we have settled on the Space Coast, which I'm very excited about, because it kind of checks our boxes that we mentioned before we get proximity to the beach which for us 35 years of of just having it right there so that's the thing right like disney for us it's something that we're going to utilize often but for us to go from having to be two and a half hours on a plane and jump on the magical express and then you're in the parks versus being an hour drive from there and still having that 15 or 20 minute ride to the beach or five minute ride to the beach because there's so many of them that you can choose from, which which was also checking a big box for us. This is why for us, it just made so much sense to lock in on this specific area. And this was after a lot of deliberation, you know, just having spent a lot of time in Florida. Sean did a year in Tampa when he was in college. Yep. Uh, we have family in Sarasota, uh, family in the West Palm area, friends there as well. Yeah. So we have done plenty of visits and th- that didn't involve Disney at all whatsoever and just spent time in those areas. And, you know, as nice as it is to be close to, fam- to family, this was still the best option for us. Right. And I think when you make a decision like this to take a phrase from our friend Lisa at the castle run phrase she likes to use a lot is this spoke to me like when they made their move to be closer to Disney it's because that's what spoke to her for us being on this coast is what spoke to us because there are certain 
neighborhoods in certain areas that remind us so much of what we have now. It's almost like you picked us up, traveled back in time to the 80s and 90s, and then dropped us an hour from Disney. So I think... There was just so much going on, and you're right. We deliberated and we talked about it a lot, but ultimately we found ourselves settled on this decision, and I am just so happy that this is the decision that we made and that even though it's an hour's drive, it is still something that we can utilize basically whenever we want. And an hour is nothing compared to what, if you think about it now, an hour would put us in Manhattan, but it does not take an hour to get to Manhattan. Right. By train, it takes longer. By car, forget it's it. like triple the time. Do you hate yourself who drives <laughs> to Manhattan? I mean, man, I've, I've said for so long, I remember being a kid, and it would take an hour at most to get to Yankee Stadium, an hour and 15 minutes on a bad day. Now, for us to get to Yankee Stadium to go to a ball game, it's a two-hour drive. We can go to spring training faster now than we can go to a Yankees game. Exactly. And we will, because I am going to miss that very much. So, I mean, that well, if they ever get back to playing. But <laughs> this, this is kind of where we're at, right? And, and this is part of that quality of life conversation and having the affordability and having the proximity to all of those things that we love. We love the beach and we love Disney. Now, this opens up another conversation because as Sean and Jackie decide that this is finally going to be the move that we make, we are so excited about becoming Disney APs right in time for Disney to stop selling APs. That is honestly a microcosm of everything that has happened to us during this move, which we're not going to get into. We're giving you the Notes version, but please understand... <laughs> This has been a process. Everything has been working against us. Yeah, and don't get me wrong. I, I do feel like the day will come where we have a larger conversation and we spill our guts a little bit about kind of everything that's gone on. Um, Give me a few at Dockside Margaritas. I'll tell you everything. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I want to talk about these APs um, because when they do come back, and we've discussed this, when they do come back, we are absolutely going to become APs. Oh, for sure. We've been talking about, you know, when they released the four categories, yeah. we picked the one that we wanted. Never in a million years thinking we weren't going to be able to get it. Never in a million years thinking we weren't going to be able to get it. The true irony of this is that we are probably going to be universal APs before we are at Disney. Yeah, and I want to talk about this too because I know we don't, typically bring Universal up a lot because we are a Disney-centric podcast, Disney films, of course. Um, but I want to talk about this because when it comes to the Universal AP, it's half the cost of the Disney AP. Now, you could just as easily say, well, they have half of everything, so it makes sense that it's half the cost. But I'm really excited to be a Universal annual pass holder because I was a big Universal fan when I was a kid and for a multitude of reasons that'll be a part of another conversation for another day no no we're gonna do it now okay because I, I had to drag you back kicking and screaming okay so fine I'll just flesh this out now I remember Universal when I was a kid when it was see the stars ride the movies that was their catchphrase that was their slogan that was their marketing the issue that I had was I understand 
things are always going to evolve. And when you have something that is so based in IPs and what is hot in pop culture, it's not going to stay the same forever. And I know you're going to say that I got mad when they took Ghostbusters away, which was not the case because they replaced it with Twister. And what Twister did was it held on to the universal standard, which was ride the movies. No, and you got mad when they took Back to the Future away. In favor of The Simpsons. That really upset me. But what did it for me was when they closed Jaws to put Harry Potter there. And let me explain why. It's not just me stamping my feet that they took away something that I love. It's that Universal at this point has almost nothing left from its open. And what I really didn't appreciate was that Universal always had Harry Potter at Islands of Adventure. And they went and they put this second experience strategically at Universal Studios Florida so that they could ramrod families into paying an exorbitant amount of money for a two-park pass. And that was the problem that I had with it. And that's why I said I wouldn't be going back. No, that wasn't cool. But I feel like if Disney did that and split Avengers Campus over two different parks, we'd be like, oh my God, that's so brilliant. (sighs) Not if Chapek did it. If Iger did it, I'd be like, oh, the man's a genius. No, Chapek, I would just point the finger. And the other thing was with Universal, and, and, and this is why... Disney, to me, for so long, had such the upper hand. So much of what Universal was doing was they were closing rides and replacing them with screen attractions. You would sit in a seat and look at a screen with 3D glasses. That was like half of the park was sitting in front of a screen. I will give you that one. There were no more animatronics. You weren't really riding the movies. You were just putting on glasses and sitting in front of a screen. And I didn't find that to be entertaining anymore. I never, because I I wanted some variety. Now, I will give them a lot of credit. As the years have gone on, this is kind of like, this is the irony about Universal. Universal is starting to do now what they did in the beginning, which was a lot of what Disney used to do. And now Disney is closing things down in favor of screen-based attractions. So they're taking everything that Universal did that was a turnoff and they're starting to implement it, and Universal is phasing out all of their turnoffs, and they're starting to do things the Disney way, and it's starting to draw a lot of interest in their direction. Seven-year-old Jackie's mind would be blown. Yeah, but I didn't think that we would be Universal APs before we're Disney APs, but that's kind of just the way that the cookie's going to crumble here, and I'm totally okay with that, but I am eagerly awaiting the news that Disney APs come back, because I can tell you I'm going to be one of those people cursing at the computer screen when the servers crash because it's Disney, so of course the servers are going to crash when we try to get those APs. Well, we'll get them eventually, and at first it'll probably sting a little bit for us because one of the things that we were looking most forward to was being able to spend more time at Epcot and utilizing the festivals more. Yeah. Another ironic thing that happened, we thought we'd be down there already. We're totally missing Festival of the Arts. We've never done it before. We've done Flower and Garden. We've done Food and Wine. That was one thing we were looking forward to, but we'll get it eventually. And for us, really, the biggest thing, the place that we enjoy spending the most time probably is Disney Springs. Yeah. And we will have that at our disposal. And... That was one of the things that we did want to make a point of bringing up because, 
you know, what does this mean for you, the listener? Um, as we said, we are going to be delivering consistent episodes. We will get back to every Tuesday, we promise. Just bear with us. Um, but I think the natural question that everybody asks is, are you going to turn this into a Parks podcast? And the answer is absolutely not. First of all, we're not influencers. We never claim to be. That's not why we started doing this. Uh, we have gotten a lot of new listeners as of late, so welcome. And if you don't know our story, Sean and I met years ago. How many? Almost 15. Almost, yeah. Almost 15 years ago working in radio. And we have both went on to pursue other careers, but we we missed it a lot. And we launched our podcast in 2018 because we wanted to get back to our roots um and disney was such a natural fit for us that's why we decided to go with a movie podcast this was before disney plus this was before everybody was doing it Mm -hmm. uh we just wanted to have a little bit more disney magic in our lives in our everyday lives and it's been wonderful coming to the mic every week and you know having a reason to talk about Disney and to revisit some old films that you don't watch as often and to find some real hidden gems. Uh, That's, that's been one of the wonderful things about having Disney plus now too, is there are films that we, we might not have ever dug up. Um, But you know, that's, that's what we enjoy. That's why we started and that's what we're going to stick with. I mean, as far as our content goes, on social media, yeah, we're probably going to share more Parks content on there because it's what we're going to be doing. If we're not at the beach, we will hopefully be at Disney a little bit more. Yeah. At least at Springs to start off with. Um, so, you know, we are going to be incorporating that. But as far as the show itself, nothing is going to change. We are going to do a separate Parks project. Yes, which I think we could talk about a little bit now. We've teased it before, but we could talk a little bit now about Wine and Dine Disney. We mentioned it a couple of weeks ago um, that we wanted to do something that kind of took what I do for a living in food and beverage and in wine specifically, and we wanted to tie it back into the Disney food and beverage experience because... The food and beverage experience at Disney is so spectacular, and it's it's vast. There are so many different kinds of experience that you, experiences that you can have just at Disney Springs alone. Forget even getting into the parks and the resorts, but it's so it's so unique, and we're so passionate about it that we wanted to be able to discuss the the experience and how you can take these phenomenal meals that you have at at the Disney parks and and even something like the charcuterie pretzel at Jock Lindsay's and it's like you can find a wine to pair with anything that you eat at Disney and we thought my god wouldn't it be so much fun and so different to have our spin on this and for our friends that know us well enough you know that this is just a very natural fit for us. It is much like it was when we launched Monoreal Radio. So we don't want to do anything that's not us. We don't want to do anything gimmicky. And 
you know, like we said, that's not the reason that we're going down there. Otherwise, we would have gone straight to Orlando. Right. Um, but I'm looking forward to this. I'm looking forward to sharing because to your point, it really does make a difference when you pair a good wine with food. That's something that I've learned along the way as you were pursuing your sommelier certification. And I worked very, very hard to help you a lot achieve of that goal. A yes. lot of R&D. <laughs> and that's really what this is going to be because for as much as I have learned, I can't... I can't nearly do anything close to what you do. Sean can smell a glass of wine and pinpoint exactly what's in it and the vintage on it. It It's not only a great party trick, but it is just so impressive. And I, I just drink whatever it is that he puts in front of me. So I'm going to be going on this journey with our audience of learning more about the wines and, and learning about the pairings. And, and it, yeah, we're still kind of in the early stages of figuring out exactly what this is going to be. Um, but we do have our social media if you are so inclined. Uh, and we do have our awesome logo, which was designed by our dear friend Kelly of Karma and Kismet. Uh, she was so wonderful helping us out because we still, when we, when we approached her about it, we still had a, an even more loose idea of what we wanted to do than, than we do at this moment. Yeah. Uh, and somehow she just got in our head and spit out exactly what it was that, that we didn't even know we wanted. It was just such a perfect fit. It was. And I mean, that's part of it too is, being able to show people, not just show them how wine can be paired with food, but also kind of exposing them to perhaps restaurants that they didn't know were on property, meals that they didn't know were on property, and you know, making it more interesting and more fun for you and giving you something to look forward to on your next Disney trip. And I want to piggyback off of something for a second. I'm going to go off on a tangent. Imagine that. But you mentioned Kelly at Karma and Kismet. And we talked about how great it's been having Monoreal Radio because we've been able to basically invite you, our friends, into a conversation that Jackie and I would have regularly after we watched a movie. We'd go to the movies or we'd watch something on Netflix. We would talk about it for hours. And that was kind of why this became such a natural fit. But the one thing that I don't want to overlook or that I don't want to forget is not only how great it's been that we've been able to revisit old favorites and find hidden gems, the friendships that we have made along the way with Kelly, with Brendan and Catherine from Detour to Neverland. I'll be honest with you, Brendan and Catherine have not just become two of our very dearest friends. But when it comes to this specifically, they have been such an outstanding support system because they made this move themselves. They're they're really close to the Disney bubble. They're, I think, 19 minutes to Magic Kingdom from their driveway. Um, but I just want to just put that out there and say they've been phenomenal they've been fantastic and it's the friendships that we have made that we would have never made if we hadn't been doing monoreal radio and that's an added bonus that as great as the films have been this is kind of an area and this is sort of an added benefit that i never even thought we would 
ever have access to. No, you're absolutely right. And I love that friendships that have started over the common bond of Disney are now growing even more. Uh, And that's something that's very exciting is that we're going to have a lot more time to spend with our friends now. Um, And I, I think that might be something that people sort of take for granted because, you know, back in the day, when Lou Mangello started the WDW radio community, that was like the hub for all Disney lovers. Yeah. And, you know, everybody gravitated towards that because maybe in your everyday life, you don't have people that love Disney as much as you do, or maybe they love Disney, but they don't want to talk about it 24 seven. Right. So I feel like, Everybody appreciates having that kind of community. And I think that may be something that sort of gets lost now with TikTok because there are so many people creating content and it's all Disney all the time. Um, Or at least that's what we're immersed in because once the algorithm picks it up, it, it just, you know, it spits it right back to you. So for us, when we first started out, Our friends would always ask our friends who were very supportive of the podcast. They would ask us, you know, how do you do it every week? How do you come up with an hour long show? How is there that much to talk about? And it's like, well, this is what we do all the time. Just us on our own. Right. And those are friends that like Disney. But to have that reach now where we are able to connect with so many like-minded people who do want to be immersed in Disney 24 seven. That's been something that's really rewarding. And that's also what we're hoping to get more of when we are down there, because besides doing this wine and dine Disney project, um, we do want to have more meetups for monoreal radio. We, we do want to have these conversations that we're usually having either, via email or via Instagram, we want to be able to meet up with people and, and have them in person. Uh, so that that's another thing. And that's really the biggest thing that will change is that we're just hoping to get more FaceTime. We definitely plan, we're already AMC Stubbs members, so we definitely plan on utilizing the movie theater at Disney Springs. And we're hoping to do meetups on occasion, you know, go see a movie with us and then we'll go hang out, we'll grab a margarita and we'll talk about it. Yes, and speaking of that, And I will tease this last thing because I'm still fine tuning it a little bit. And some of this is going to be a work in progress. But in regards to a margarita, let me just throw this out there. I just want to say this. We've had fireside chats. Just wait until you have a dockside chat. And I'm just going to leave that there. Just going to leave just just that little teaser for you. But more on that later. Thank you all so much for joining us on this very special episode. We were so excited to finally sit and announce this to you. Um, And we want to hear from you. Is this something that you are considering? Is it something that you're in the process of doing? We want to hear from you Uh, on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Monoreal Radio. Or you can email us, monorealradio at gmail.com. Thank you guys again so much for joining us this and every week on Monoreal Radio. We just gave you that social media. We're on TikTok as well at Monoreal Radio. You have the email address. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and rate us on Verbal or your podcast platform of choice. And for links to everything related to the show, it is online at monorealradio.com. For Jackie, I'm Sean. Have a magical week, everyone. (laughs) 
On behalf of Monoreal Radio, we'd like to thank you for joining us. We'll see you at the movies, the stuff dreams are made of.